It's time for Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM. Welcome to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. Today we bring you a one-hour special in honor of Black History Month. We are going to bring you in its entirety Freedom, a mixed tape by my guest from yesterday, Marcel Stewart. He is the man behind Freedom, a mixtape. In conversation with Marcel yesterday, I asked him what he would like people to consider as they listen to Freedom, a mixtape, a mixtape of original songs, stories, poems, anecdotes, and spoken word pieces from people living in the Niagara region. It was originally conceived as a piece to celebrate Emancipation Day. Admittedly, mixtape has been brewing in me for quite a long time, but I wasn't sure what medium... uh, would best serve it or it would it would live in um and um my my working partner and i deanna jones we applied for a grant to uh it's so interesting i i thought that this was happening in 2019 i get my years confused because 2020 feels like on one hand, it feels like five years. And on another hand, it feels like it didn't happen. Like it's, so I was about to say in 2019, we applied for this grant, but actually we applied in 2020. Um, so it came about in 2019 being in St. Catharines. And uh, as I said, going on all these coffee dates, meeting people, learning about the rich history of, of I guess, black freedom seekers in the region. Um, I knew like, yes, it was the last stop of the Underground Railroad, but I didn't quite understand how uh, important and integral St. Catharines and Niagara is and was to, um, you know, the abolition of slavery and and to to freedom seekers in, in this country. What do you want to say or tell people to set them up for listening to Freedom, a mixtape when they listen to this entire presentation? What would you like people to think about or, or what, would you, what would you like to say to them? Ooh. Uh, I would say, you know, grab a warm drink, tea, some coffee, some hot chocolate, uh, sit down on you know the floor, the couch, uh, and just let it rock. <laughs> Um, and however, however it lands with you, um, I would hope that maybe you could listen to it with somebody or, or have someone, you know, that's also listening to it. I think that the piece, um, lives in conversation as well. So like, once you listen to it, is there someone that you can speak to about it, about your relationship to it, about the things that um, percolate in you or energize you or stimulate you uh, after the fact. Um, it's, uh, it's raw. It's, uh, sometimes it's not super polished, but it's, it's honest and it's truth and it's of the moment connected to a larger movement. Um, and I'm excited for people to to hear it. I'm, I'm glad it's getting another chance to to be shared. Great. Sounds great. And for people that do aren't able to catch it on the show, you can always go to suitcaseinpoint.com because you can you can hear it there as well. That's yeah. right. It's on our SoundCloud. Yeah. Yes. So people can always go there and it's streaming for free so people can listen to it at their leisure and uh, and go back and listen to it again if they want to. Yeah, please. I would definitely <laughs> encourage that. <laughs> All the listens. 
Marcel Stewart is the man behind Freedom of Mixtape, which we are going to present to you at this time in its entirety, right here as a one-hour special in honor of Black History Month. We hope you enjoy it. Oh, freedom. Oh, freedom. And go home to my Lord and be free. No justice, no peace, no justice, no peace, no justice, no peace, no racist, no peace. We are the nation. This is my story. Hello? Can you hear me? Can you see me? Look at me. There's so much ground I want to cover. 1791, Clive Mensa, Orlando Brown, Junior Manning, Raymond Lawrence, Cooley, Albert Johnson. The voice in my head wrestles to keep my mouth quiet. You don't know what you're talking That's about. That's wrong. Don't start there. Nobody wants to hear from you. Freedom, to me today, is Bob Marley. Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. I grew up on Bob. Sunday mornings, my dad cooking up ackee and saltfish and fried dumplings for breakfast. My mom undoing the braids in my sister's hair, getting ready for a wash day. Peter Tosh, Bunny Whaler, Bob, and the rest of the crew blessing the house with all the tunes. 
Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. We must emancipate ourselves from mental slavery. We must emancipate ourselves. We must free ourselves. Your freedom to me today starts from within. I'm Marcel. Come and take a walk with me. I'm passionate about working towards, I guess, like my best bougie life. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to get to a point where like, I'm just really satisfied with what I've accomplished. Um, um, and that looks like a whole bunch of different things. That looks like having like a really good relationship with self. That looks like having a really good relationship with like um, trust. That looks like having a really good relationship with travel and seeing the world around me. That looks like having really great friends and, you know, feeling like I'm, I'm loved by my friends, which I definitely do. But I think that like, you know, as you change and like being an adult, your relationship with friends is different in terms of how it's impacted in your life. Um, so those are some of the things that I think of, I guess. Um, I think about um, getting to a place where like understandings of like racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia are kind of just like more widely understood and we don't have to do this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> I, I want to, you know, have my house in the English countryside and wear like floral dresses and twirl around in the breeze. Like I'm just, you know what I mean? <laughs> I guess I, I'm a little bit, well, I shouldn't say a little bit. I'm very concerned with this virus business because um, I feel that I'm, I'm one of the very vulnerable, I'm in that vulnerable category. So, um, when I go to pick up my groceries, for example, once a week, and I wear my mask, I go into the supermarket and I see some people walking around with no mask. And that, that gets to me because I'm, I am wearing a mask to protect them, but they're not wearing it to protect me, so to speak. Um, I, I do feel anxious. Um, I think, I know I can feel my head, my headache worsening when I go out. Um, so I, I tend to limit the amount of times I go out as a result of it. And I'm always wearing a mask. I always have hand sanitizer in my car, in my bag, and so on and so forth. So I'm, I'm doing the best I can to stay alive, really. <laughs> All right, settle down. I'd like to welcome our guest lecturer for this afternoon. Marcel Stewart.
I don't know where my story begins. <laughs> Sugarcane plantation, cotton fields, child of the Taino peoples, descendant of African royalty. I suppose that's why I find it hard to start anything. I don't know where to begin. I don't know where I begin. My lineage can be traced back three generations to Richmond Gap and Savannah Lamar. Both are small suburbs and parishes in Jamaica. Jamaica, Jamaica. Long before the colonizers arrived, Jamaica was home to a group of indigenous peoples called the Taino. Now, most likely coming from South America thousands of years ago, like the Taino peoples were longtime caretakers of the land and stewards of a robust fishing economy. Sound familiar? Our home and native land it was also home to indigenous peoples, and they took care of our land for centuries. And like Jamaica, that all ended once the Europeans arrived and fixed it all up. Christopher Columbus reached the islands of Jamaica in 1494, followed not long after that by the Spanish. It didn't take long for the Taino people to start dying. The Spanish enslaved many indigenous people. Some escaped and fled to the highlands to form their own communities, but most died from brutal oppressive conditions and diseases brought over by the Europeans. You know, there's an oddly similar connection that the Taino people have with the Beothuk people. The Beothuk were a group of indigenous people who lived on the island of Newfoundland that became all but extinct from the transfer of European diseases such as influenza, measles, smallpox. Death, destruction, extinction, extinction of life, extinction of culture, extinction of bloodlines, colonization 101. What's another aspect of colonization, you ask? Well, it never ends. There's always something to be conquered. Eventually, the British came through the Jamaica, conquered the Spanish, and developed a sugarcane plantation that lasted centuries. Fast forward to the mid-1900s, the end of World War II, and a decimated United Kingdom. What's another aspect of colonization, you ask? Exploitation and unfulfilled promises. Facing a massive labor shortage, the British government invited over half a million immigrants from Caribbean countries such as Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago, and Barbados. Known as the Windrush Generation, named after a ship that carried the first arrivals from the Caribbean in 1948. Invited to Britain, given citizenship. Thing is, 
Many of the Windrush generation arrived as children on their parents' passports. Although they have lived in Britain for many decades, paying taxes and insurance, they never formally became British citizens. As immigration rules tighten with the looming reality of Brexit, it's estimated that nearly 50,000 long-term UK residents could now be facing problems like deportation. Can she tell the House how many have been detained as prisoners in their own country? Can she tell the House how many have been denied health under the National Health Service? How many have denied pensions? How many have lost their job? This is a day of national shame. My parents are part of the Windrush generation. See, they reached the UK in the mid-1960s. Bristol, a port city in the south end of England, was their home. Bristol has a deep history with the slave trade economy. In fact, at its peak, it's estimated that over 500,000 slaves moved through Bristol. Take that in, 500,000 slaves through one port. That's roughly the same amount of people as the entire Windrush generation. What's another aspect of colonization, you ask? Resistance, resistance, resistance. While the American Civil Rights Movement was underway in Alabama, and the Indigenous Rights Movement was taking place in Saskatchewan, Alberta, and Ontario, the UK was in the midst of its own movement, sparked off by the Bristol bus boycott which arose when the Bristol Omnibus Company refused to employ black or Asian bus crew in the city of Bristol. Bristol experienced widespread racial discrimination in housing and employment. Four young West Indian men, unhappy with the lack of progress in fighting discrimination, formed a group. And inspired by Rosa Parks, they decided on a bus boycott in Bristol. It lasted four months until the bus company backed down and overturned their racist policy. My parents came up through this time. Systemic oppression, protests, riots, streets on fire, seeing their elders fight against the status quo, setting themselves free. And the police aggression with the, with the colored youths around. Police and, aggression? Yes, police. They have pushed the boys too far. In 1990, my parents chose to leave Bristol for Toronto, Canada. A place with limitless potential. It was different, or so we thought. They constantly having eyes on you when you're walking. Um, I remember um, one incident that sticks in my mind is when I was in England and I, my West Indian colleagues and I went to play cricket in an area of England that probably doesn't have a lot of blacks and the young kids were surrounding the coach pointing at us as if we were monkeys or something of that nature and um, 
that sticks in my mind as being um, as if we were not normal, you know what I mean? Um, so not being free to go where you want without being treated or seen as different. My relationship with the word freedom represents a state of mind. Bob Marley's lyrics captures this when he sang, Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. This means being able to fully live without limiting oneself. Being able to express myself how I truly want to and having the courage to pursue my dreams and goals. Not so long ago, I worked in the corporate world as a manager and even though I was well paid, I felt like a slave to the establishment. Not only did I not have control over my time, but I did not feel as though I had a voice, even though my loyalty and work ethics were unquestionable. As fate would have it, I was presented with an opportunity to break free and pursue my passion of becoming a published author who now encourages people to overcome lack and step into abundance and guide them on how to achieve financial freedom. We can be slaves to our finances as well as other things. Freedom from a financial perspective is tied to our destiny. As with money comes the power to not only help oneself, but also to help others. My contribution is to inspire you to go after what makes you feel free. I, Vicki Lynn Smith, a fifth generation freedom seeker, that means my great-great-grandfather came to St. Catharines on the Underground Railway seeking freedom. Emancipation Day marks when slaves of African descent were freed in most of the British Empire and is celebrated in many of the former colonies, but it's mostly forgotten today. But remembering Emancipation Day does not mean we remember slavery as something in the past. It's lasted for so long and its legacy is still around today. It's not just Emancipation Day that is ignored, but also anti-Black racism. My grandmother was the granddaughter of a freedom seeker, and she knew she had to fight racism and inequality. She fought hard against Black people being excluded from neighborhoods. She fought hard to get Harriet Tubman's BME Church right here in St. Catharines recognized as an historical site. But even with her, the third generation, the effects of slavery did not end. I the granddaughter of the granddaughter of a freedom seeker, see things have gone even backwards in some ways. And we still have to fight just as hard as my grandmother did to get back what we gained. We need to work together more than ever to put a spotlight on the equality around us and to fight to end it. Emancipation is not something that just happened in the past. It was only an early step in our fight for equality today. 1834. All that they fought for. 1834, we were still fighting for 186 years. What are we still fighting for? It carries on, carries through, but I see the freedom in you and the stories that flow through me, the laughter, the smiles, the karaoke, it carries on, carries me. No matter where I go, I will carry your look.
matter what has or whys, they've written into the books. I'll carry your legacy because of you. I'm free. No matter when I leave, I will sing your songs. No matter plaints or goodbyes, your voice will carry through the tides. I'll carry your legacy because of you. I'm free. Thank you. I spend my mornings running along 12 Mile Creek, hip-hop in my ear, a curated clean-cut playlist of boom-bap and hi-hats, breathing heavy, hitting the dirt path like an Arabian horse, galloping, galloping. My mind wanders back through time, imagining stories that have never been told, seeing faces the history books don't ever show us. Whose footsteps am I running over? How many of them were there? Where are they going? Where were they coming from? I arrived in Canada in 1990 after a seven hour British Airways flight. Economy class, unlimited Coca-Cola the entire way. Back then, flying wasn't the same. You could visit the cockpit. In the air, the most popular phrase was, excuse me, miss, what's the in-flight movie? I arrived in Canada, a wide-eyed optimist primed with potential. This was the new world. In school, we learned about the pilgrims who voyaged on the Mayflower determined to establish a new settlement in the new world. We learned that Christopher Columbus discovered America. <laughs> we learned that slavery didn't happen in Canada. <laughs> We learned that John A. McDonald was a stand-up dude. Hmm. We learned that the original Thanksgiving was a peaceful gathering. We learned that the police were meant to serve and protect us. To serve and protect us. Us? We learned half-truths to keep us locked in the matrix. We learned half-truths keep us locked in the matrix. We learn half-truths to keep us locked in the matrix. I spend my mornings running along 12 Mile Creek, hip-hop in my ear, a curated clean-cut playlist of boom-bap and hi-hats, breathing, heavy, hitting the dirt path like an Arabian horse, galloping, galloping. We'll be right back with more of Freedom, a mixtape, right after this, right here on Moment of Truth and Element FM. Don't go away. Now back to Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM. Emancipation is to kiss the road to freedom, to lap from the river, to lift your eyes to cloudless skies, to breathe in muffled air and taste clarity. I am my ancestor's wildest dream because I know not the struggle to live through pain and suffering. 
I am blessed with gifts that they passed on through blood and sweat and toil. No, I do not wish to romanticize this time, but to reflect on the fortune we have. Each man and new child imprisoned presses against time into open nests. Each bird must leave the safe cocoon. Some fall, but beat their wings to break the air. They hope to catch the wind, a wind that will carry you to a better land, a future where perhaps there is no chance of shackles, of bonds, or the mental prison that slavery has to dominate the minds. Slavery does not bind black people or brown or people of color. It locks up white supremacy. They are in prison to think they are superior, but no one is. Emancipation frees not just slaves, but its masters, perceived for so long as the powerful. But they were not so, and remain not so. They were the ones imprisoned in self-doubt, in suffering. In some ways, we must release the minds of colonialism. Once each of us do this, we are on a clearer path to greatness, to liberation. History has taught it wrong. Blackness was resilient through the hard times and the good. Smell the water on the air, sea salt, wet breaths. No one here beside me, no one questioning. Do you look right, sound right, act right, feel right? No one here beside me, water before, beneath, and around me. Water in the air, I am alone and free. No one here beside me. Why does my freedom need me to be alone? Can I love right, live right, feel all right? Can I breathe free every day? Why is it separation, isolation, eases my soul, unburdens it, and lets me breathe, easily singing alone, aloud on the shores of my water, salt in the air, and my hair big and unruly as my heart is free, living large quietly, must I to be free? Martindale Pond, not so far or so deep. Lake, doesn't matter, still too small for me. Ocean smell of salt in the air, in my skin and hair. Yes, that's enough emancipation for me. I feared liberation as I longed for it. Now it fills my lungs, my nostrils, and I savor it, wondering, must I always be alone to be free? Isolation yields silence, restoration, respiration yields crazy, yields creativity, fruit tree, crab apples may be sharp but they're me, a lobster without a shell searching the salt sea for a new home for me. Conquered, copped blood to privileged yet marginalized, exoticized, no not victimized, not in my eyes, that's too small for my size. Descendant of the invaded, now settled, who's my sister? What did my blood do? What do I do? Freedom to hear the wind, nothing to disrupt it. Hear the bubble of the water, no bottom, no running out. Pour my coffee, taste my wealth, clocking oppression, turning it round. Smell the water on the air, sea salt, wet breaths. No one here beside me, no one questioning. Do you look right, sound right? No one here beside me, water before, beneath, and around me. 
Must I always be alone to be free? And you now know, if you did not before, that the police departments of your country have been endowed with the authority to destroy your body. It does not matter if the destruction is the result of an unfortunate situation. It does not matter if it originates in a misunderstanding. The destroyers will rarely be held accountable. And destruction is merely a superlative form of a dominion whose prerogatives include friskings, detainings, beatings, and humiliations. All of this is common to black people, and all of this is old for black people. 2012. 2012. Trayvon Martin. Jordan Davis. Michael Allen. I was confused a lot. 2014. Eric Garner. Michael Brown. Tamir Rice. I cried a lot. I became angry. 2015. 2015. Walter Scott, Freddie Gray, Jamar Clark, Betty Jones, Sandra Bland, Samuel Dubois, Nathaniel Harris Pickett, Richard Perkins, Andrew Loku, the Charleston Nine, Clementa Pinkney, Cynthia Marie Graham Hurd, Susie Jackson, Ethel Lee Lance, Depine Middleton Doctor, Taiwanza Sanders, Daniel L. Simmons, Sharonda Coleman Singleton, Mira Thompson, Caleb Alexander, Mark Akamba Darius Stewart, Alex Wetlofer. I wasn't sleeping, I became numb. 2016. Philando Castile, Alton Sterling, Terrence Crutcher, Kane Rogers, Jessica Nelson Williams, Cynthia Fields, Depression sunk in. I became paranoid. I started using. 2018. Orlando Brown, Stefan Clark. I ran a lot. I cried a lot. I was using a lot. I wasn't sleeping. I went deeper into paranoia, becoming distrustful of everyone around me. I was late for everything. I became unmotivated. I lacked drive or determination for anything. 2019, both my grandfathers died. My great aunt died. A childhood friend OD'd. Another childhood friend was murdered. A family member committed suicide. It was time to stop my bullshit and face my bullshit. 2020. Clive Mensah, Ahmed Aubrey, Nina Pop, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Tony McDade, Regis Krochinski Paquette, Rodney Levy, Chantal Moore, Ijaz Ahmed Chowdhury, Abraham Natanin, Stuart Kevin Andrews. I cried a lot. I ate a lot. I talked to my parents a lot. I talked with my therapist a lot. I ran a lot. I contemplated what I wanted and desired a lot. I cocooned a lot. I watched a lot of The Office, American version. I decided to use my voice. I created this mixtape.
I'm putting next underneath Justice, they get no peace. Oh, this world's not meant for you. We gotta organize, abolish the police, cause this shit affects you too. Taken away. Six black trans women during Pride Month alone. Dead named in the media, disrespected even when they're gone. Black trans femmes of my community. Freedom, 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 freedom
strip, get them, strip, lie, slip, dip, freedom, dip, mine, we strip, take it, strip, mine, dip, 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 Was never promised to me, was never in my fate It was only a word used to subjugate An ideology made to permit your insatiable greed Your bottomless need to feed unquenchable breed A nation of voracious windigo Crippled, we fall to our knees, replaceable Another body moves into position Willingly taking the place of submission Grinding the wheels that pull us apart Weakening the connection between mind and heart We must get back to what makes us whole Remember the space of the sacred soul Some of y'all wanna go on like amputees Buying the illusion that you are free Take what you want without respect Ignoring that what you do has an effect Using all manner of justification But you can't escape the fact that we are one I think that freedom is like super complicated and, and like relational. But um, when I was doing my, my master's, my uh, thesis supervisor said basically like, there's this quote from this one book that's something along the lines of like, um, our ancestors dreamed us up and then worked reality around us, around that concept. Um, and so that's kind of what I think about when I think about freedom. Like I think about the fact that like I'm my, my ancestors' wildest dreams, you know, like um, so much of what I have is the result of a lot of hardship. Um, and like, that's not lost on me that, you know, I live in a, in a space where I can like move like relatively freely in comparison to um, what has been um, like, you know, it was illegal for me to read and write at one point in time, but now, um, you know, I work in a university setting and I have gone to grad school and I've done all of those things and those things will also then therefore afford me more freedom, right? So that that's like kind of built on top of each other. Um, and then I also recognize um, how as a black individual that freedom is also complicated, right? So it's conditional in a lot of spaces. Um, and it's even conditional like within the black community, right? Because when you add various layers of identity within the black community, that's gonna dictate how your relationship with the black community is. Like I think for example, like how um, folks like to put so much energy and time and, and things into like Black Lives Matter specifically for like cis straight black men. But then anyone outside of that construction is often harmed by their own community in a way that, um, we don't see necessarily um, to the same degree in other communities, right? So like, for example, like as a black woman, the way in which like the relationship that I have um, with other black women um, 
and also with black men or then um, I think about the way of like how black trans women are impacted in the black community. Um, and then I, you know, start thinking about all these other things in relation to all of that. But um, I, I recognize just like how complicated freedom is. I am downtown St. Catharines right now. Standing in front of the office of Suitcase and Point. It's where I work. Well, before lockdown happened, I mean, I still work there. We just work from home because of COVID and all that, you know. It's nice being back on James Street. My barber is actually here, too. Shout out to Hourglass Barbers. My first day working at Suitcase and Point about 18 months ago, I remember I was leaving the office and I saw someone standing in front of a restaurant also called The Office. They looked South Asian, uh, slim build, fashionably dressed. And they're trying to get into the office as though they were locked out. They seemed frustrated, agitated. Didn't even notice the office was closed. <sighs> Do you know where I can get a drink? I didn't know what to say. It was my first day on the job. I didn't know the area. I wasn't really familiar with the neighborhood. My colleague who I was with, she was familiar and suggested a place. Uh, this person insisted on buying us a drink so that we could keep them company. And after some convincing, the three of us made our way to the bar. Again, I noticed they looked frustrated and agitated. And I wouldn't say they were unstable, but there was something familiar about the energy. Like I've definitely worn that same cologne before, you know? When we got to the bar, they let it all out. A week's worth of pent-up frustration and anger and venom. You know, they were experiencing a particular kind of racism at work. They were an actor rehearsing a play where the director wanted them to put on an Indian accent. You know, one of those Apu Nahasapima Pandalon accents. The thing is, speaking to this person for five minutes, I picked up that they already had a faint accent of some kind. It wasn't enough for the director. They wanted a stereotypical Indian accent. <laughs> Which gets to the insidiousness of racism, right? Because you don't even notice it when it's right in front of you. This person was struggling with maintaining a sense of identity during this process. Now, wrestling with wanting to stand up for themselves, but also not wanting to come across as difficult. They were grateful for the opportunity. <laughs> grateful. How many times has that word been thrown at me? You know, at one point, this person said, there isn't anyone of color in a position of power that can help me. They felt alone and lost. Five days after our drink together, they quit the show. I remember the text they sent me. 
I don't know if they broke me, but weighing everything, plus the racist BS, I just decided it's best to leave. I was really angry. Angry that the company had nothing in place to support this actor. Angry that this actor was looked at as challenging or difficult when they're really just misunderstood and weren't able to articulate what was troubling them during the process. This kind of thing happens all the time. Nobody died. There's no overt violence being perpetrated. And yet the seeds of trauma, of othering, belittling, shaming, the microaggressions, they plant and linger and fester for a long time. And meanwhile, the organization keeps it moving. Where's the accountability? Why do these situations keep happening? How do we stop them? Freedom is a vision I see every time I close my eyes and dream of a place where the color of my skin is not a walking invitation for death to grip at my throat. It's a melody I hear whispering through the void, sweet promises of how tomorrow will be better and brighter for those whose love has for centuries only been allowed to flourish under cover of night, in soft secret touches and crowded closets. Freedom is a struggle I hold as I wake in the morning, arms weighed with the hopes I carry to sow into the world. Freedom is a life well lived, in pursuit of something we can't yet see. I like my mind, but I'm just put like this. Listen, I put one hand up for the ones in the sky, many souls fly high. I put one hand up for the ones in the sky, many souls fly high. Uh. It's a Sunday service with the holy sermon Let the preacher tell him that a change is coming Cause the road to revolution was cultivated by my ancestors With their blood on their leaves, brutally beaten black and blue And hung us a public view to set an example So the witness is fearing too The Willie Lynch theory repeats a hundred times The Willie Lynch theory production televised It's been hard to bite the pill I've been forced fed A simple confrontation could leave me on the news breath From a slip not to a chokehold Let the pen drop in the Silence, let it be told that all we know is violence How much longer will the begging and pleading All the crying and weeping last for Till the cries will help become cries of war And if there's a God above, I hope he hears me say uh. I put one hand up for the ones in the sky May they souls fly high I put one hand up for the ones in the sky May they souls fly high uh. I put one hand up for the ones in the sky May they souls fly high I put one hand up for the ones in the sky May they souls fly high Souls fly high. I put one hand up for the ones in the sky. 
Man, they souls fly high, uh, I put one hand up for the ones in the sky Man, they souls fly high, I put one hand up for the ones in the sky Man, they souls fly high What does it mean to heal? What is healing work? How do you protect your light? How do you feed it? Nourish it? Encourage it to shine? Where does joy live for you? How easily can you access it? What are you holding on to? What is standing in your way? What are you afraid of? What gives you power? My journey has led me to a place where no one has gone but me. My soul. My inner light. The part of me where inspiration lives. Where curiosity lingers. Where mischievousness dwells. Where creativity prospers. Where pure love owns a lot of real estate. <laughs> Truthfully though, my soul's been through some shit. I don't want to assume, but my guess is yours has too. How you doing about that? And if you're one of the lucky ones who hasn't gone through some issues, that's okay. Just take a moment for those in your life who have or who are currently going through something. For me, for a while, hope seemed futile. I got caught up in the doom and gloom that the media portrays. This berserker barrage of black people being murdered in the streets, at the park, in their car, at home. Where are we safe? Where am I safe? I don't know. What can I control? How I choose to live? With my heart? Leading with it when I need to? And protecting it when I have to? This current moment of racial strife and reckoning is like a truck stop on the highway of time. We've been here before. 
We've been having car troubles for the last 400 years, fam. When are we going to get a new car? We can't keep driving this thing into the ground, stopping every 50 kilometers to what? Stretch our legs and let the engine cool off? And that's our time. Wow, we covered a lot of ground today. I want to remind you how important this work is. This kind of deep reflection and contemplation. It's all well and good to identify something, but now we have to be in charge of looking out for where the legacy of your trauma is going to show up. But we'll get to that at our next session. For now, go give your body some fresh air. And keep asking yourself, how will you practice freedom today? You've been listening to a one-hour special on Moment of Truth today as we present Freedom, a mixtape in its entirety celebrating Black History Month. My guest for the program and the man behind Freedom, a mixtape was Marcel Stewart. You can check out Freedom, a mixtape on their website at suitcaseinpoint.com. And that has been our show for today. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, David Moses. We'll see you again tomorrow. This has been Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM.